Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hi, everyone. Today I'm talking with Vic Azim about his latest novel, Ice Dance, described as often humorous, occasionally frightful, and sometimes poignant. Ice Dance is a starkly beautiful contemporary urban fantasy. Before we get started, here's the inside scoop on the author. Vic Azim grew up in the northern Virginia area and currently resides in Fredericksburg. He's been writing stories since the age of 12 and has a deep love for stories and movies in general. Ice Dance is his fourth novel. He's previously published the books Soul Half Empty, Algebra and Demons, and Quixotic. When he's not writing, he's working on his movie review podcast, The Movie Fellas, which is also available on all podcast platforms. For more information about Vic and his work, visit his website at vicazim.com. Well, hi, Vic. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. You know, tell us a little bit about your author's journey to get us started. You've been writing for a while. I'm curious, have you always wanted to be an author? Uh, yeah, definitely. So when I was a kid, like I was a big book reader. I think I read like every Goosebumps book by Arl Stein by the time I was like 13. And then uh, Christopher Pike, kind of like horror series type books. I was reading those all the time. And I think the earliest memory of me writing was in the fifth grade. The teacher had us do some kind of writing assignment. And I did some kind of Hansel and Gretel story. And uh, we had to read it in front of the class. And just seeing the class laugh at what I'd written, I was like cooked after that. So, <laughs> so it's been pretty steady since then. Initially, I was writing short stories. And after doing that for a while, then I was like, okay, let me try to do a novel. And there was a couple of failed attempts at that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got one right and then been steady ever since. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever gone back and looked at what you call failed attempts to see if there was something you could do with them? No, nah, they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think every writer goes back and checks their earlier work because actually it's a good way to determine like how much you've gotten better. Because if you can go back and really criticize your early work and see what's wrong with it, it at least shows that you've improved. Yeah. So it, it's a good kind of writing exercise to do that. So I've done that because you go back and also you're like, oh, that was probably a good idea. Can I go back and salvage it? But unfortunately, no, <laughs> it's not, sal- <laughs> not, not too salvageable in my opinion. <laughs> oh, well. It's worth an ask. (laughs) So what is Ice Dance about? Ice Dance. So it's an urban fantasy, and it's about a Pakistani-American named Hassan, and he is having some troubles in life. Um, He's going through what a lot of people in their 20s go through. He's dealing with loneliness, family expectations, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. Because of his cultural background, he feels like his family kind of puts an urgency on, you know, dealing with these things immediately. So he feels kind of a pressure from that. And kind of in the midst of him going through that, he meets a woman named Yasmin. And he kind of gets intertwined in the dangerous situation. And that invites a lot of fantasy elements, uh, magic, evil dictators, at least one blue monster. Um, (laughs) So then you're kind of just following them on their journey. It's pretty much straight adventure from there. Uh, Technically, it's a portal fantasy. So I didn't know anything about fantasy Mm. before this book. I had to do a lot of research and I didn't know I was writing a portal fantasy, but that's what they call it essentially when there's different realms and 
portals and people travel between rooms. So getting into the, the weeds of it is technically a portal of fantasy. Yeah. What inspired this particular story? Well, so of course, I come from a Pakistani background and mm. I have two brothers. We were all born here in America. And so in all my writing, though, I've never written a Pakistani character or anybody of like a South Asian heritage, you know, because they always say basically there's always like advice of don't do like self inserts and things like that. But I always kind of wanted to do a story about that because I felt like, all right, I have a lot of information inside info on this topic and I can probably bring some authenticity to it. Yeah. Just based on my own experiences. But I didn't want a story that was just about that. I wanted that to be something more in the background because, you know, your background informs you. It kind of helps you understand a person's mindset and you know why he thinks about certain things and kind of helps you figure out, you know, how he got to where he got to. But the story is more about people choosing their own path. All the characters basically essentially respect their backgrounds, but ultimately they have to choose what actually is the right path for them going forward. So I wanted the cultural stuff to be more in the background and then have them go on some kind of adventure. Mm-hmm. And so then I was just figuring out, okay, what is the adventure and what's in play there? And in the midst of all this, like I watched the movie Princess Bride and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of my sense. And also, oddly enough, I watched the movie Adventures in Babysitting and that kind of <laughs> had some odd places of inspiration also. So so it came together slowly. Like it was um, kind of an idea that kind of the seed was planted and then it developed slowly over probably about six to eight months. Oh, Yeah. And then it was just from there, it was getting on to figuring out, okay, fantasy is really not my genre. So it's like, what is fantasy? I had to research fantasy and I went on like a Reddit that was all about fantasy and, you know, read about fantasy tropes and, you know, what readers' expectations are and kind of what people are liking and not liking. So I spent a lot of time just researching like, okay, how do I approach this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that Ice Dance was kind of a departure from what you usually write. And to me, fantasy is so involved with the the other worlds and the world building. And but I, and I know our reviewer kind of put a, a a note on her review saying that you kind of took it to a different level, put your own spin on it. Um, so what was it like for you to write fantasy as opposed to writing in, say, the genres you normally write in? Yeah, I had some big concerns because my previous books, like my writing style, is more I would say dialogue heavy. Mm. And so when you approach fantasy, you realize that is a lot of world building. It's more descriptive and, you know, there's a lot more plot in play than what I'm used to. I'm more of a character person, I would say. I always love the movie Titanic because it's like as big as the spectacle of the boat sinking is, it doesn't go above the characters. The characters still drive the story. Yeah. So that's my thought process always is have the characters drive the story, not the plot. So with fantasy, as you dive deep into it, you're like, okay, well, this readers expect a lot of world building, a lot of plot. And so I was like, um, it was a challenge for sure. I was like, I don't know if this is my going to be a good fit for my style. But after researching it, I kind of just decided that instead of me changing my style to fit the genre, the best thing I can do is just do my style with the fantasy elements and just see how it turns out. So bring my style to it which is still dialogue heavy, my sense of humor. And maybe that'll result in something kind of different than the typical fantasy book. So I went with kind of just doing my thing versus sort of trying to mimic what I was reading in fantasy and what was already out there. Well, I love that approach because not everybody fits into one box. And I like that you kind of broke out of that box and and made it your own. You mentioned humor. 
and I noticed that humor seems to be a mainstay in all of your novels. Is this part of your personality, you think? And, and is that how did it make its way into your writing? Huh. Yeah, I'm a goofball, 100%. So <laughs> I, I think literally because when I was in the fifth grade and when I had to read a story, I had to read the story from the class. I think literally like because she made us read in front of the class, like my instinct was to make it as funny as possible. And I think that just kind of stuck with me because they always say the, the number one sin of a story is for it to be boring, right? Mm. So I always feel like if I'm, it's almost like a crush because I feel like if I'm doing things wrong with the story, making it funny, I'm still entertaining the reader to a degree. There's still an element of entertainment there. So it was kind of like a crutch when I was starting out, basically, like when I didn't know what I was doing, I was like, all right, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I have a wrong sense of humor. So I'm going to make this funny, which maybe can sort of compensate for my lack of skills early on. Mm. So I had a phase where I tried doing more serious stuff. But the thing is, even when I was trying to do serious things, my brain would always steer me back towards like a comedic tone. <laughs> That's just so who you like, are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, OK, the best thing I can do is lean into it and try to maximize that become as good as I can at that I mean ultimately basically if you write a lot then your author voice your writing voice will come to you you'll realize it you'll see okay this is what I'm most comfortable with this is what I'm best at and truthfully for all writers you should lean into it you know become the best you can at what you're already kind of naturally inclined towards versus trying to change your style or do something that feels like actually counterintuitive yeah yeah can you tell us a little bit about Hassan? What motivates him? And, and what are some of the challenges that he has to deal with? Well, Hassan is... The biggest problem for Hassan is that he doesn't necessarily believe in himself at the start of the story. Mm. Uh, he sees himself as incompetent. And he's feeling the way the world on his shoulders because he comes from a family where he has an older brother who's a lawyer. And his parents, of course, actually, you know, came from Pakistan in order for their kids to you know, prosper here in America. And so he's actually recently lost his job. So he doesn't feel like he's doing well in terms of career wise. And then also within the culture, there's an expectation to actually get married very young, find someone, get married. So, so he's kind of like the lifestyle he's living is in contrast to what his cultural expectations are. Mm -hmm. He's not doing good career wise. He's single. He can't seem to find a relationship. So he's feeling a lot of pressure from his family even though the pressure might be kind of self-inflicted. So it was important for me to establish that sometimes the pressure isn't actually from the family. It's just pressure that the person is perceiving to be there. Yeah. And sometimes it's in that person's own control to kind of fix that. Um, so he's dealing with that and that kind of informs him, his mindset and things like that. But then in terms of the story itself, you know, if he's, he sees himself as incompetent, but the truth is during the story, he really has to think on his feet. He goes to a lot of situations where he's presented with a lot of obstacles and he has to overcome them. And one of the goals of the story is for him to prove himself to be competent. <laughs> <laughs> so that was important for the story to get him to a point where he does believe himself and he does feel like he can do anything he wants with his life. But the cultural background kind of as a, a layer of like urgency and is one of the things I want to be very authentic about that. So I have a lot of friends in the culture. So I would send them bits and pieces and just make sure like, hey, is this reading? Like, does this sound real? Is this like, because some of this was my experience, but I was like, you know, is this, is this what you went through also? Is this because I don't want to do anything that rang false, like for the culture, basically. Yeah. Uh, 
whether presents in a good light or bad light, the most important thing for me was to present it in an honest light. So that was a key thing. And I think Hassan is a good representation of a lot of what goes on in the culture. And also maybe in a way, just ways you can deal with it, you know, not necessarily that you have to um, fight evil dictators and deal with magic, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just how you can go within yourself, your own personality and kind of solve those problems. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering if you created your characters based on, you know, any people that you know, it sounds like it was a, a mixture of different elements. Yeah, definitely. So Hassan is younger than me and Hassan is a little bit more uh, naive and idealistic about things. So it wasn't a full self-insert. What I try to do basically was take my experiences and let that inform his experiences. But then also, again, just try to think about, you know, people that I've known in the culture and all the stories I've heard and kind of have that be an overall representation of that. But then also, I think that Hassan uses comedy as a way to suppress his anxiety. So I want that to be pretty apparent also. And I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. So, but, you know, they say they say every character has a little bit of the author in them. And that's true, too. There's a little bit of the author for me and Hassan, Yasmin, Vincent. Like even the villain has some traits that I have. So, <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah. if, if authors are being honest, even like the unlikable characters have something from them inside them. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not perfect. So, yeah, we have all sides. Yeah. So what are the dynamics of the relationship between Hassan and Yasmin? Yeah, so they are really opposites. Um, as I said, he's anxious. He doesn't know what he's capable of. He doubts himself. Yasmin, because of her background, is very sure, very calm, cool, collected, and she can handle herself in tense situations. So they have that contrast for sure. And then really with Hassan, I mean, he's he's seeking connection and a relationship, something to hold on to. And she is afraid to anchor herself to anything because of her background. She has a lot that she has to keep secret. Mm. So there's kind of that push and pull of, to make this work but she has a lot to lose and a lot to hide unfortunately she has to be secret about her life so that's kind of in play as well but but they definitely are like kind of contrasting characters and they like each other just enough to get themselves in trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so you talked a little bit about writing with fantasy and incorporating the humor and so, you know, I mentioned earlier, it feels like a, a different contemporary type fantasy novel almost. What do you feel separates Ice Dance from other stories in the genre? Probably the biggest thing is the humor. So, you know, I've read some fantasy books and sometimes it can be a little bit dry. Mm. So I think the humor definitely stands out in a way. And then also, again, the focus on characters. Um, I never want, you know, my characters to act out of a character in order to serve the story, right? My whole thing is I want to figure out what they're seeking and then just let that guide the story. And sometimes fantasy, there's a lot of like plot elements where the characters have to do certain things to drive the story. Um, but whatever happens in terms of plot wise, you know, I want my characters always to feel like they're honest actions that they would do. Yeah. So, so it's a little more character driven than most fantasy stories that I see. And then also, to be honest, the humor makes it very accessible. Um, from what I've gathered, and this is how I felt too, fantasy is a bit of an intimidating genre mm -hmm. to get into. Because 
you know, you see some fantasy books are like 800 pages and there's so much world building and so much, so much investment. And, you know, you can have a 10 book series and a lot of people are intimidated by that. And I was too also. Yeah. And Ice Dance is written in a way that's very accessible. It kind of holds your hand and eases you into the fantasy. So it will make you want to read more fantasy. It's kind of a gateway book. So, so I think that the accessibility and the humor and the focus on characters are a little bit different than what's the norm in the fantasy genre. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love character-driven novels myself. That's always been my preference. You know, I read a lot of books and I love fantasy. I love the traditional fantasy genre, but a good character-driven story will win me over every time. Do your characters ever kind of take off on a jaunt that you didn't plan on? Yeah, absolutely. So I... I definitely believe in outlining a novel, right? Before you go into it, you should have a great general idea of where it's headed. And, you know, some people do more elaborate outlines. Some people just do kind of, um, you know, the the big things, big picture things. Mm -hmm. That said, never be a slave to your outline, right? Never feel like you have to stick with it. Be willing to change things up. If you've done a good job in the first half of the story, then the second half of the story, by that time, it's kind of like a the decisions of the story are like a joint decision. It's like you and the characters together are making the decisions. Mm. It's like author has input, but at this point, the characters halfway through are their own thing, their own entity. And they have a say in what they do going forward and how they would react. So, And that can be different from your outline. You have to be willing to kind of roll with the punches and make changes if it'll result in a more honest story for the characters. Yeah. Um, so... They, they definitely take on a life of their own. and But those are the best stories. Like I said, when, when the characters are driving, I'm with you. That's what I enjoy. You know, if the characters are on point, then when you can do anything. You could have them clean out a fridge and it would be interesting because you love <laughs> the characters, right? So, so I feel like that's like a, that's a secret because there's only so many original, there's really, there's really no original story ideas anymore, right? Everything is going to be you know, derived from something, influenced by something. It's very hard to come up with a special, unique idea. But if your characters are special, your characters are unique, and you have your, you know, your voice and everything like that, you can still create something unique, even if the plot itself isn't unique. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, you see a lot of writers that are worried about coming up with a great story idea. Don't I would say don't worry so much about the, the idea of the story, just think characters and put them in situations, interesting characters in situations and they'll make the situation interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know, I, I talk about how much I love character driven novels, but if I were to actually think about sitting down and writing one, I feel like I would be very outline oriented. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know how that would work for me. That's weird. Yeah. It's the natural thing because you feel better about approaching something if you have it planned out and that's with anything, right? So yeah. you have a plan, you're going with your plan. And you want to have your plan, of course. So the idea is just to, as you move forward in the story, just feel like you can allow the characters to breathe and allow it to take on its own life if need be. Yeah. Do you think you'll write more in this genre? Yeah, it's very interesting because, so Ice Dance, without spoiling anything, is written in a way that it was important for me to be, for it to be self-contained. Like I wanted to kind of wrap things up and resolve things. But at the same time, it also leaves room for more exploration mm. because the fantasy genre is pretty big on series and sequels mm-hmm. 
um, it's actually hard to find standalone fantasy books, right? And the reason is because if you invest a lot of time into world building and characters, it's like you have an infrastructure in place and it makes more sense to write more stories in that infrastructure that you've created. Absolutely. Um, so I stands in all honesty is, is kind of a light on the world building because the emphasis is so much on the characters, but I understand that, you know, I can do sequels where I expand on the world building and now the characters are developed. So I can kind of throw them immediately in the situations and focus more on the world building. So I think more there um, with like sequels. Yeah. Um, so, and the response has been positive so far. So a lot of it's based on, you know, people liking the story, wanting to see a sequel. So that'll be kind of, you know, thought about in the next few months. But I have an outline for a book that I could do that's something totally different, like a standalone book that's completely different. But I also have a good general idea of what I'd want to do with a sequel. So it's just about figuring out which is the next thing between those two. But I, I definitely um, would love to continue with more Ice Dance books, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun the way you, just as a an off spin to traditional fantasy. You know, just, I really... It's really interesting to me, and I've I've looked through some of your reviews, and they all seem very good. So it sounds like you have something here for sure. Yeah, I hope so. I think that it was a good mix of, like, my sense of humor and my writing style was kind of more tilted towards my earlier books for more sort of more, I would say, in the horror genre almost, mm. uh, dealing with, like, vampires and ghosts and things like that. And I think it's just a unique fit to, like, try that with, you know, because I had researched the fans and things like that. So I kind of knew like the playground that I was in. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so just humor, you can kind of play with those things a little bit. Um, so I think it's an interesting fit. So it's, uh, and it's, to be honest, I mean, even though I had concerns about it, once I started writing it, I mean, fantasy is a lot of fun. I mean, you can pretty much do anything. I mean, it's like for a writer's imagination, it's it's great because you have to have like, of course, like um, an eternal logic to everything. It has to make sense within the story. But man, you can really throw anything into a fantasy story. And yeah. <laughs> we have va- trolls, vampires, demons. I mean, you can, even the horror stuff is fantasy if you do it right now. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, I think because you, you don't have to tie it back to reality. You know, I mean, anything goes. So, you know, it's just kind of like carte blanche to just do what you want i love it yeah yeah now you mentioned earlier when you first started talking about your early writings readings and and some horror books like the goosebumps that brought me back <laughs> to when my son was reading those <laughs> well, i hadn't <laughs> yeah. heard that name in a while so um what do you like to read now and which authors have inspired your your adult writing let's say <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Mm. So I'm a huge Stephen King fan. He actually has a, a book called Fairy Tale out now that is oddly enough actually also I had no idea. Mm. Um, basically wrote the same kind of book essentially. And so I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I like Dean Koontz. I'm like, because I'm big on just uh, kind of horror, like horror is my main thing, I mm. would say, to be honest. Um, so I'm big on that. Um, again, was heavily inspired by R.L. Stein, Christopher Pike. And but now I'm actually more um, I'm more exploring fantasy books. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he's pretty big in the fantasy genre. So I read a book by him called Mistborn and just um, going to explore more of his books as well. And yeah, and actually, you know, it's funny. It's like I've read the first Harry Potter book, but I really need to read the entire Harry Potter series. 
You know, I've never um, read the whole series. I've read the first couple of books, I think, and I've never read the whole series. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I enjoyed it, you know, but... <laughs> well, well, I'm at a conflict of, I don't know if I should watch the movies first or just go right in the books because they always say... I, the idea I've heard is basically is that always read the book first. No, actually read the movie first and then the book because the book is always better than the movie, apparently. So it's like, if you watch the movie and you don't like the movie, then it'll make you not read the book. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of a catch-22. But I, I agree with that in that the book is always better than the movie. I've never seen a movie based on a book that I've enjoyed better than the book. Well, I, I think what's going on now, though, they finally figured out, I mean, now is the right time to do it, but a lot of books would make great TV shows, not really movies, but TV shows. And now with like the streaming and stuff, you can actually have like a, a TV show of a book and still get all the details in. It was always like, all right, let's make this book into a movie. But now you're starting to see like, hey, this actually would be a great TV show. So yeah. that might be the way to do it. Yeah, that's true. Because with the movie, there's so many things you have to cut. But if you have a series, you, you don't really have to cut anything. Yeah. Because the movie's always missing. The reader complaint is that, hey, you left out full chapters in the movie. <laughs> so yeah. You had to cut out plot points and stuff. So with the TV show, you can, you can do all that. Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you like to do outside of writing? Well, so the biggest thing is I do a movie review podcast. It's oh, called the movie. It's called the Movie Fellas, and basically we just pick out a random movie every week and review. Well, we we definitely slant towards the horror genre, <laughs> and so that's a fun hobby. And then I watch you know watch sports. I'm a big basketball fan, but but truthfully, I mean most writers, of course, have a day job, and so you have to sacrifice a lot if you're going to write because if you're working full-time job and then you want to also maintain your your friendships and your social life mm. there's not that much time for other hobbies i mean i've 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 probably as an adult never played a video game <laughs> oh wow yeah i have friends friends who are big gamers and it looks a lot of fun i want to but i know that if i did something if gaming was so fun then it would probably take away from the writing then so it's like i gotta be careful about what i even get myself into that might take away from the writing yeah um, so it's like, I'll, I'll watch a movie in order to read the podcast. If somebody recommends a TV show to me, or if I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about a TV show, I'll watch it, but I don't actively look for TV shows. Um, and as a self-published author, you know, the best mark is always writing another book. So quantity is important in the self-publishing marketplace as well. So there's pressure to put out more and more books. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm almost scared of like trying new things. Cause I'm like, all right, well, it's going to be so much fun that it like, you know, mess <laughs> messes up the writing right yeah well i i agree with that and that that takes a lot of discipline so good for you yeah it's all about what you want to do so i mean you're, you're going to put your efforts towards what you love and what you want to do yeah and i i love movies as much as writing probably so that's where the movie review podcast feels like all right that's me getting my other my other kick out of life basically so so that, that works well yeah well and it kind of you know kind of stirs the creativity as well too so it really really does yeah the fact that watching adventures and babysitting ended up being a big thing because it was just, I was like, okay, I want to do kind of that kind of thing where it's like mostly all takes place in one night. And there's like, they're watching a kid. So it's just a huge, huge inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in talking about your book, you've actually shared quite a bit of information that would be helpful to new authors. What is the best piece of advice you could give to aspiring authors? I would actually say a couple of things. So one thing I would say is just finish your first draft without judgment. 
Mm. Because um, over the years, like I've had friends sort of send me, you know, things they've started. They've maybe done like two chapters of a book or done a few pages. And, and then sometimes you see they just don't finish it. And finishing the first draft is all about just not judging yourself. Don't judge your writing. Mm. Realize that even for the best authors, the first draft is not going to be that good. And it doesn't have to be good. It's going to get better as you rewrite it and you edit it, right? So a lot of people, they get stuck on the first draft because they're like, oh, they're reading it back themselves saying, this is terrible. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. It's like, you have to really just look at that first draft as like, okay, I'm just putting the story on paper. You know, this is just all the creativity. This is not the skill part. This is just getting my story out on paper. Not going to judge myself, not going to judge it and go from there. People get hung up so much on, just judging themselves. So mm-hmm. complete the first draft without judgment. And then also make sure that you're enjoying what you write. Because I really think readers have, it's like a seven sense. I really feel like a reader can tell as they're reading the story, if the author was having fun writing it. Yeah. It's just, it's on the page in a way. Like it's, it's there like hidden basically like, okay, this is, sounds like the author's having fun with this. And the results are not guaranteed. There's no, guarantees that people will like the book or that's going to make the results are not guaranteed. So you have to enjoy the process. You have to enjoy writing the story and you have to make sure you write a story that satisfies yourself first completely, not for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that hundred percent because I mean, if you don't enjoy it, how do you expect anyone else to enjoy it? You know? Yeah. Well, and that, and that was a part of my, my thing when I was researching the fantasy genre, I was like, I had a conflicting moment of, do I bend my style to fit readers' expectations of the fantasy genre, or do I just do my style and, you know, see how it turns out? And it was like, you have to go with doing your own style because, again, you have to enjoy the process, enjoy writing it, and be honest to yourself. Right, right. Well, Vic, is there anything else you wanted to add today? No, I just really appreciate you having me on the podcast. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining me today and you know, sharing a little bit about you and your work. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I've enjoyed it greatly. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Vic Azim, author of Ice Dance. To learn more about Vic and his work, visit his website at vicazim.com. And be sure and check out our other interviews on InsideScoopLive.com.